Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. Guys, punch it. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world or galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars is a subject. And joining me, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. The man behind the Republic's clone army. Jedi Master Blypho Diaz himself. Oh, pow, pow, pow! <laughs> I just when I thought it couldn't be done, he got he comes with more, more Bly puns. It's amazing, honestly, quality. Uh, you're right, Matt. Another week to shoot the Galactic Breeze. You're looking forward to it, mate. Always looking forward to it. Uh, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to starting a week off with Star Wars. Who likes Monday? Other than Bob Geldof, nobody does. Well, he didn't like Mondays, actually, but we like Mondays cause we're, or Tuesdays because we talk Star Wars. How has your first day of the week been? It's been okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Ready for Star Wars. Let's do it then. So, let's jump let's in. We've got, a, as usual, the galaxy never ceases. We've got a lot to talk about. So... Let's talk Star Wars. What's the word from the cantina? What's been happening in the galaxy? Uh, first up, this is older news, which we were going to cover in the last episode, but there was so much coming out of Celebration that basically we just didn't have time to mention it. But that was the release of Master and Apprentice uh, by Claudia Gray, who, of course, wrote Lost Stars, Bloodline and Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Uh, we didn't get time to mention it, but we thought it uh, fair to mention because it's a story circling on Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and set before The Phantom Menace. It's a f- the first canon novel set before The Phantom Menace. I-, I read all the novels, and I know you don't read all of them, but is this something that's excites you? Did you see this and think, oh, that sounds good, or is it just another, I'll wait for somebody uh, to tell me how it goes? Yeah, I think I think the latter one, uh, like like I said, it's more like a time thing, and yeah. it's, it's not really a format of Star Wars that, that I gravitate toward. Um, I know that I, I guess I'm lazy a little bit because then I, if the, if something is that epic, you can tell me about it, man. That's my job. I mean, that's the master and apprentice, really, when you think about it. Well, I'd, I'd put yourself as the master and I'm just a budding apprentice in this whole thing. Get but... out of it. Dude, you're the one who's reading the books. Yes, but... Uh, yeah, that, you're I, the master. I, I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff because I'm a law fiend. I guess for master and apprentice, I'm halfway through it and all I can say is so far... Not bad. And okay. that's coming from a huge fan of Claudia Gray's Star Wars work. Um, yeah, halfway through, I'm not totally hooked by it. I have so, I've kind of right. sort of flitted between the book and the audiobook. And I do enjoy mm-hmm. the audiobook quite a lot, actually. But um, I'm enjoying the conflict between Qui-Gon and a young Obi-Wan, because the whole story is about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's relationship. It's not quite as harmonious as it looks in The Phantom Menace. There's a lot of doubt and a lot of guilt on both sides. Uh, but I hope by the end of it, I'm pulled in. But at the minute, it's it hasn't gripped me like the aforementioned Star Wars book. So what I will do is I will finish it and I will let you know what I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's done. That's how it's My done. job for the okay, week. Okay, that's good. That's cool. That's cool. So in other news, well, big news really for Disneyland. Galaxy's Edge reservations open up. So you and I, theoretically, we can go to a galaxy far, far away real soon. Yes. But for our listeners who live closer to California, Southern California and Florida, you guys are in for a chance. 
from the 2nd of May at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Figure it out. I know we have listeners from all around the world at the moment, which we are tremendously, tremendously grateful for. 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Tickets uh, release or reservations, more like free reservations, um, are released for Galaxy's Edge. And these are for the dates uh, from the 31st of May to the 23rd of June. And you can find those reservations at Disneyland.com. Just one thing to note, you do actually need a a Disney account to apply for these. And then on, I think it's the 2nd of May, there's like more instructions. But if I was you, I'd just reserve a hotel room during that time. So from the 31st of May to the 23rd of June, reserve a hotel room um, because uh, that basically guarantees you access to, to, the, to the park because for that time, it's going to be limited to those people. So if I were you, get booking. I would love to get booked. My only fear is queues. Disneyland is mm. obviously queues and Disneyland, Disney World go hand in hand. And of course, Star Wars yeah. Land, Galaxy's Edge, a billion dollars in the making, is going to be yeah. packed. But there is so much to look forward to about Galaxy's Edge. I can't wait to go. I'm going to go at some point. Everything I've seen about it, the rides, the interact, uh, the interactive side of it, the fact that it's canon, those brilliant Coke bottles, which I know you've had a sip out of. I can't <laughs> wait to do it. I, I remember in one of the last episodes, you said you were gonna, you were already desperate to try and save some money to go there next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're planning on, we're planning on doing so. And you know what doesn't help, Matt? Go on. Ce- celebrations in Southern California next and that, year. But that would be what April, probably. So about a week, probably the uh, week before. Well, well, I don't think I'm not a hundred percent sure if if it's if they've come out and said it's going to be April or not. But there, there's been like on a few, um, like on the Star Wars show, they've said, "Oh, in a year's time, we'll be in Southern California in Anaheim and stuff." So I'm guessing it's going to be that April May. Imagine slot, the killing they so. could make if they had celebration. Uh, ended on the Sunday, and then on the Monday, Galaxy's Edge opens. Oh, just don't. an absolute killing. Because look, I'm campaigning to get over there for celebration next year. I want to be there. I want. I want to be there. I want, I want to be podding there. So, um, yeah, if I can sure. get that into a Galaxy's Edge double, double, uh, double edge thing there. Sign me up. But I'm looking forward to it and just seeing things like the cast members when they received the word that they'd got the jobs because a lot of them were filmed, and just how over the moon these guys were to realise they were going to be part of this. It's just. Yeah, it was so, so nice. nice to see people just flocking to be a part of the galaxy. I mean, it's never really gone away, regardless of what you may people may tell you. But Galaxy's Edge, whilst I wasn't overly pumped for the uh, panel at Celebration, sorry, uh, at underscore Piffy on Instagram slash Isaac, but because I think we'd had quite a lot of uh, word before, I'm slowly getting more and more pumped for going. But take my word for it, I will be there at some point very soon. <laughs> for sure and um i guess the last bit of news we had before we go into our maiden subject was uh the rise of skywalker remember that film is coming out soon you may have heard of it the teaser trailer was watched 111 million times online which made it the biggest star wars teaser trailer ever yeah this is great crazy. news i think it's great news especially considering the hype surrounding the force awakens which i think along with the phantom menace it's still the most anticipated movie of all time in terms of what it did just for fandom, pop culture and the clamour for tickets and the hype lasting for years. 
Uh, it also shows that the, the divisiveness sorry, surrounding The Last Jedi and Solo, like we just mentioned about Galaxy's Edge, fans still flock when Star Wars mm. is in town. And I thought Star Wars was dead. That's what I've been told. Am I wrong? You are wrong. <laughs> and that's you the bottom line. I mean, yeah, like, there's so many people are talking about this. So many people are talking about this. And um, let's give it, you know, a few weeks once Endgame has kind of had its time and it's it's out of the um, cinema mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, you know, I really think Disney are going to, like, ramp up the marketing and the, and the uh, marketing strategy all around Episode Nine and the rise of Skywalker. Um, you know, and this, this is great. It shows Lucasfilm, you know, that there's a, a large amount of people ready to see Episode Nine. You know, and we're we're one of those many people. I can't. I still watch the teaser trailer, and uh, one more time, our, our immediate reaction. The episode we recorded within about an hour and ten minutes of that trailer dropping is out there now. Go check it out one more time, so you can, or two, three more times, so you can hear what we thought about it. But we both very much enjoyed that teaser trailer, and we probably contributed <laughs> to about one hundred and ten million views. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that's it for news, right, Matt? Pretty much. That's the kind of main tidbits. There was a Darth Vader comic that came out, which has been causing a lot of controversy, but I think the internet's had its say on that, and the less said about that, the better. So, yeah, this is that's yeah, pretty much it for yeah, our yeah, news. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. So that's, that slides us into our next segment. So a segment that we're bringing back to the table. Now, this was a segment that you guys, we know you guys enjoyed leading up to Star Wars Celebration. It was a simple game. It's a yes and no game. <laughs> usually, usually I was on the receiving end of this game. Um, so normally Matt would sh- like uh, say a load of crazy episode nine title <laughs> theories, some good, some reasonable, of and a lot really bad. Ren of Destiny, please. <laughs> Who? Oh, don't. Right, I'm not going to go down that route. Anyway, <laughs> I can so hear the sirens this going. time, this time it's my turn. I'm going to be asking Matt some questions matt has no idea what i'm asking him. i literally have no like, idea he doesn't he doesn't even know the theme of this okay so the theme of this is palpatine theories <laughs> so bring it on so i mate I, I hope you're ready you've got a pint next year i've got a pint of tea right okay that counts right ready okay so i've actually dug into some of the darkest places of star wars forums for the best and worst of palpatine theories so um Matt, like I said, all we need is a simple yes or no for the following theories. Uh, well, obviously, feel free to sprinkle a few other words in there. So, Here we first go. one. Uh, are you ready? Okay. Ray is a Palpatine. Absolutely, yes. But I, oh! but I don't think it's going to happen. But I'd love, Spicy. I'd love the, lead, the, you know, the, the protagonist, the hero, the saviour, to actually be the, you know, the, the offspring of the biggest dark side user of all time. Yeah, absolute filth. It could happen. It could happen. So Palpatine's voice in the Episode Nine trailer was a spot-on impression. Oh. 
You you heard that right. Someone Spot genuinely thinks it's... impression. What did I think? Poe Dameron's yeah. had a few too many <laughs> bevies and just pretended to be the Empire Emperor. You never know. N- you no. never know. I might. I do. You know. Now you've said that. I do see uh, Poe Dameron uh, down the uh, Beehive Pub in Basildon Town Centre <laughs> yeah. a couple times during the week. You know, he's always he likes a pint of London Pride. He does. Yeah, and then he's onto the Spitfire. Um, in one of the comics, yeah. he actually does get <laughs> hammered. But yes, no, please don't give me that. Yes, he does <laughs> on the Falcon. <laughs> oh right what a legend yeah, okay Pride. okay that's a no then no way okay 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 next one palpatine is a clone no. but the palpatine we hear in episode nine is or see in episode no, nine is a clone. no 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 it's it's either it's either all palps or no palps go hard or go home mm. yeah you see uh, i'm i'm surprised how much i'm hearing this one I know it in the old EU or Legends, whatever it's called now. Yeah. There was, you know, yeah. countless Palpatine clones, and they did all these nefarious things, and it all got a bit out of hand. There was a Luke Skywalker clone, Luke. hey? Luke, but um, it, yeah, no, no, it wouldn't feel right because it's not the real dude. No, so no, no it's for cheap. Me. It feels, it feels like a cheap shot. Exactly, yeah. It, just, oh, it feels like yeah, a lazy it, storytelling. It's like with everything. I said it in the last episode. It's all down to execution. Um, but I think even even that, a clone, I don't know. No, I don't know. Same. Okay. So, again, guys, you have to remember, I've been on Reddit. I've been on the Cantina Forum on Star Wars News Network. Big shout out. That's where Matt and I yeah, met. Big up. Online. Big up. Big up. And a few other forums. And this is a genuine theory. Palpatine is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Um, for for the lows, yeah, but how does that work in any way? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This was like the longest. This was like the longest explanation, and I was I was super confused. I was super confused. So Luke Luke took down the Empire, killed well, helped <laughs> kill the Emperor, blew up the Death Star. In it, think... it was himself all along. Yeah. I... I think basically they were. It, it was off. It was the gist that you know Luke in the Last Jedi can like force project himself. It's like to do with that. I think whoever told this story was on acid or something because <laughs> he was standing in front of the Emperor, makes... force projecting himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As an old man. Basically, it makes. I, I think the gist was it was super complicated that Anakin or Darth Vader was the hero and Luke this whole time has been the villain. And it's it's super weird and, and odd. So I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely not. No way. Apparently, episode nine is going to have some a shocking and apparently controversial slash divisive twist or moment in it. So if that's it, well... Oh, really? Apparently, that's what, they, that's what I've heard. So um, it's, been, it's been out there for a while now, but apparently there's something in it which is going to be, you know, it's going to cause some division. Oh, that better not be it. Division. Well, you never know. You never know. Or it, it could be this one. So this one, it's to do with the clone thing again. Okay. You ready? Are you ready? Go. Okay. General Hux, think about it. General Hux is a young clone of Palpatine. I mean, they, they look similar. It's creative. Ish. It's really lame. <laughs> He's got different colour hair. He's English, yeah. but they're near McDermott. Yeah, there we go. Usually, so. And he's a bad guy. English bad guy must be him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so some of these just make in my head. I'm trying to work out how on earth you could 
link this together other than the fact that he's a bad guy with a posh accent who's, who dresses in black. I mean, if these are the theories that people are coming out with, then, then JJ's doing a good job. I will be overly satisfied if none of these ever touch the, his, <laughs> his notepad. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm taking that a... That's going to be quite a fat no. Fair play, fair play. So what about this one? <laughs> this this one, I think this is my favourite one. Okay. Or second favourite one. Um, Palpatine was Anakin's father. Therefore, the Skywalkers were and are Palpatines. Well, I think we spoke about this on one of the last shows about the kind of, this mm-hmm. Palps would kind of be Luke and Leia's kind of forced granddad, which, again, it ties everything together in this sort of dark, tragic way. But I guess also the a nice arc that they got away from the darkness. But see, I I think that he, he I think Palpatine influenced the midichlorians to create life along with Plagueis, and that was Anakin. Now, and we've mentioned that in one of the recent Vader comics, they've kind of alluded to that fairly heavily yeah. without ever explicitly saying it. I would like it. I think yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. I don't. It's all about excuse. Exactly. I don't see what it would do if it. You know, if they did come out and say it, then I mean, how does it change the story? Not really too sure, actually. But just from a just from a fan point of view, why not? Yeah. Yeah, and I think when when you think about this, this actually gives you a lot to play with because then you know if Ray was also a side project of Palpatine. Yes. You know, before um, the Death Star blew up, then, you know, she's part of that family as well, you know. So, it, you know, it, may, it might make a lot of sense. It, you never know. You never know. Again, it all comes down to that magic word. We're going to be saying a lot for the rest of the year. Execution. Execution, yes. And that, and that leads me kind of to, well, not really at all, really, but it leads me to the last one. Uh, this is beautiful. Oh, You're going to love this here one. Here we go. Drumroll. Palpatine is still falling <laughs> from the Death Star. Yep. So, so the Death Star blew up, and he's yep. still falling. Yes. <laughs> um, and he's flying. He's doing a layer. He's doing a layer poppins, and he's floating all around the place. I'm speechless about that one. Um, it's a good one, isn't it? How was how was? I'm, I'm assuming he's fallen in pieces as the Death Star, after my check, blew up. Um, well, he might have done a force bubble around uh, himself. <laughs> for the again, just for the hilarity, maybe he can catch up with Luke's hand, which is apparently floating in space somewhere as well. No, no. Did you did you like this one? Oh yeah, that's my favourite. <laughs> did they give any kind of background on this, or is it just maybe he's still? No, I, I I think I think that was a hundred and ten percent lollicopter. I think they were kidding Goodness us there, that. but I wanted to, I wanted to add that one because I thought it was beautiful. Just imagine if it, what if, if if the rise of Skywalker started, the cruel gut is gone, the film pans down, and it's just Palpatine flying through space. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I never thought I'd see Princess Leia or General Leia, sorry, floating through space. So you know, whatever, what <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah. I don't, I enjoy, I enjoy, I love these ridiculous theories. Especially that's part of fandom for me is the most, is just just odd I, things that people come up with in their spare time. I mean, I'd never thought about some of those. Some of them I like actually quite like, but I mean, Palpatine is Luke Skywalker? I mean, that's just crazy, isn't it? I can't that think just, how that would work. That, I, 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 
yeah, I'm like I'm losing brain cells trying to figure that one out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Moving on. That's that's that game. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm well done, Matt. Thank you. you. You survived it. Thank you. Until next week, I survived, or the week after. I'm pretty sure this game's going to come back in a revolving style. It's your turn next. <laughs> um, there we're moving. Moving on now to um, it, this is news. It's kind of what we're going to talk about for a little bit now. Recently. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, came out online and he's been pretty vocal about how Luke Skywalker was portrayed in The Last Jedi. Originally, he uh, apparently fundamentally disagreed with everything Ryan had done to the character and then came round to it and realised what Ryan done, subjectively, was actually the best thing he could have done for the character. However, since then, Mark Hamill's been online, mainly Twitter, and has kind of been dropping these slightly unsubtle tweets about the character and about the direction of oh the franchise essentially but it wasn't till last week so uh a few days ago now he dropped this bomb on twitter it was a fan fan made photograph of you've everybody you've probably all seen it by now it's been out there han leia lando and luke on the falcon all having a great time apart from grumpy old han as usual with the hashtag <laughs> missed opportunities and the Twitterverse blew up. I know Instagram did as well, and and um, and the forums had their say as well. So we're going to have a little chat about it now. And did we think it's a missed opportunity? And I'll throw it over to Blyfo Diaz first. What did you think about this when you heard about it? <sighs> it's a hard one. I, mean, I think at first, at first, I was I felt like Mark Hamill. Uh, Mark, what are you doing? You know, you know how sensitive the Star Wars fandom is. <laughs> you know what we're like. I re I think I actually think it was a joke. Okay. Uh that's kind of, that's kind of like backfired a little bit. People taking it a little bit too seriously. However, I do think there is a hint of truth there. Um that Mark was was, you know, genuinely upset that you know th- this was a missed opportunity and this was possible um when they were filming episode 7. Obviously they went with a different story and Quite frankly, I agree with what they have done. Mm-hmm. The, the reason I say that, it's not its not necessarily – I always think you should put story first. I wholeheartedly think a story should come first. Yeah. But, but there is a practicality to it. And, you know, I did see that picture and I – this is going to sound – this is going to sound awful – but it doesn't look good. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't look good. <laughs> I don't mean to sound ageist or anything like that, you know, but it doesn't look great. It really doesn't look great. That picture of Luke, everyone looking old and stuff. I, now, I love when there is a mix, when there is a mix of the the older generation handing down their wisdom, mm-hmm. handing down their their wizardry, so to speak, to, to the new generation, to the next generation. There's a, there is like a magic to that a really nice happy um element to that and it's and it's nice storytelling too it's really nice storytelling because that's what happens in the real world you know if we just got an adventure of four you know oldish people running around ryan johnson i always think you know ryan johnson has to be credited and and given a lot of praise for how he dealt with luke skywalker in in the last jedi when it came to kylo versus luke that battle scene because luke looks fantastic and i can tell you right now he didn't do all of that himself there was a lot of very good editing in there 
because otherwise that dude's back would have been broken. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Especially that force limbo he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, and it looks fantastic. And even, you know, there are moments in The Force Awakens where, you know, it breaks my heart a little bit to see Harrison Ford, you know, you can tell he's not as quick as he used mm-hmm. to be or as, or as even in his posture, you know. And dare I say, I mean, it was great seeing Billy D. Williams in the Episode Nine trailer, but I'm really going to be interested to see how he is in Episode Nine because, you know, on, on stage – at Star Wars Celebration, bless him, you know, he was, he, he couldn't sit on his chair properly. You know, yeah. he was a little bit uncomfortable, you know, and there's all these sort of practical things. Now I did watch, I did watch a behind the scenes little a video of um, Carrie Fisher and Marvel in their scene at the last Jedi, you know, oh, when yeah, they're yeah. meeting on the base and crate and stuff. And, you know, she's crying. Oh, I love that. She's From the uh, because director in the Jedi documentary. That's it. That's it. And it, it Wow, it's, it's lovely. It really is a lovely moment. But all of those four, you know, maybe it could have happened. Maybe they could have worked into a story and they would have made it, you know, fantastic. But was it a missed, a big missed opportunity? I don't know. I don't know. I I, 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 I think I'm 50-50 on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, would would I have liked to have seen the old guard back together? Of course. but And we may still see that if you believe that the mm. rumours which are furiously circulating around, that we're going to get some kind of reunion in The Rise of Skywalker, at least between a couple of the characters. All three films about, you know, the old guys causing trouble in the galactic neighbourhood. No, no. A small scene would have sufficed, but only, like like you said so so well, only if the story calls for it. You can't just chuck it in and say, look, there they are, all on the Falcon together. Right, done, we've done our bit now. It needs to fit the story. Um, yeah. I believe he has... He's only got a small role in the Rise of Skywalker, a pivotal role, absolutely pivotal for the story, but small. Who's that, Lando? Uh, sorry, Lando. Luke Skywalker. Sorry, Mark Hamill, Luke oh, Skywalker. Luke. I think he's only got a small, yeah, yeah, but yeah, very yeah, pivotal. Yeah. And I think that's probably added to his. He's obviously frustrated. He loves the character. He loves the franchise, and he did come around to the, the portrayal in the Last Jedi because he said that himself enough times. But I mean, yeah. well, he clearly thought after forty years, and you part of me can't blame him. He clearly thought. Luke Skywalker, the hero of the last trilogy, may have had a bit more to do. But in The Last Jedi, it wasn't about how much he did, it's what he did. And what he did was incredible. So I think sometimes I think sometimes he just finds himself just wishing that he could have just done that bit more. But in this in the uh overall story, he's done everything. He he's done everything. He's taken down the Empire, the Death Star, he's uh, given the spark for the rebellion, uh, the rebellion slash resistance on Krayt. Resistance, he's, yeah, you know, and yeah, everything yeah. else in he's, between. He's the spark for the galaxy. He, he, he's. I, I really think Episode Nine is going to um, start with, you know, the galaxy responding to the to the news what of what Luke has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that'd be that would really would be super cool. I mean, I, super, I would have liked cool. to have seen him together just for the nostalgic side of it. In whether that was in the briefing room on Dakar or something, just so you can say, there's the old guard for that 30 seconds of absolute nostalgia. But there is also that feeling that would it be the same? I'm sure the the magic would still be there between the characters. I mean, the um between the people, Carrie, Mark, and Harrison. I'm pretty sure they could turn it on again. But it is the visual side of it. it trying to switch your brain on to the fact that this is the same characters. People had enough trouble thinking that Alden Ehrenreich was Han Solo. 
I don't know. I'd have liked. I would have liked to have seen it if it made sense. But I'm not ever going to sit here and say it was a missed opportunity. And Mark has come out since and said, uh, basically, the whole point of the tweet was he just misses the gang. Basically, he misses working with yeah. them, and that was it. And there was no need for all of us to get our knickers in a twist. But the problem is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The original picture came from an account that was, let's just say, kind of anti the Last Jedi, anti Disney, uh, and the like, which made the whole thing blow up even more. Because there was the idea that Mark was in some way supporting, quote unquote, one side of this division, which is apparently online. I mean, whether or not that's true, who knows? But that was part of the issue with people had. As for me, worry, worry about, I don't worry about that. It's the picture itself. The picture looks <clears throat> awful. Where's Chewie? Where's, Chewie's a hero as well. Where's he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. So. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're pretty we're pretty similar on a similar page when it when it comes to this topic. Fifty fifty, you know, it would have been great, but it, I felt I felt like in this would have been super forced. Mm-hmm, forced. And the way that they haven't met together so far, again, it, it feels a bit like a tragedy. It feels like almost Shakespearean. Yeah, it feels that like real life. Tragedy gets in the yeah. way of life. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So, so basically, uh, after uh, think about thinking about it and digesting it ourselves, we asked you guys what you thought. So we 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 actually asked, you know, should these guys had a chance to get back together? On Instagram, we had a few responses. We had our loyal listener Kelly Hoston. Ooh. Big shout out to Kelly Hoston, long time listener. Um. For a short scene, yes, she goes on to say. A whole trilogy, it pains me to say it, but no. I, I agree, Kelly. Agree, I agree. Yeah. This this story should be a, 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 a mix, but really it should be about new characters. And we're definitely going to get that um, in, in the new film. Jump Hyperspace Podcast, big shout out, lovely guys, uh, stateside, in capital letters. They say, agreed, it was a missed opportunity. Interesting. So we've got one, one, one for, one against. Yeah, basically, basically. And our good friend Isaac underscore Pevy on Instagram, he said he, Mark, said on a talk show recently that he loves to trolls, troll the fans. <laughs> so I suspect that's what he's doing. You know what, Isaac, mate? I thought the exact same Played thing when, I, when said, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he is like that. He does have that side to him where he just does a lot of things for giggles. This next one, this is the first time this guy? gentleman has, uh, has has messaged in. Uh, this is my dear brother, Sir underscore Cabbage. Shout out. That's a strange name to have, but... Yeah, so that, that goes back to the old days, his <laughs> old gaming days. He was always Sir Cabbage. What a legend. <laughs> oh, there, are, there are places on the internet where he is feared. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, James, my brother, he he replies simply with true. It was a missed opportunity. Ooh, division within um, the Bly family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be interested to see what he has to say after after this. Going to get on the blower um, after this and find out. Oh, yeah, and then finally, McNamara Jedi. Sorry for butchering your name. Uh, McNamara Jedi says, I think Mark just deeply loves the characters, which comes across as unintentionally spiteful. Yeah, I I think I think that's it. I always think it's the magic E-word, execution, and also delivery. Yeah. I think Mark is looking at this at a, like kind of a comical, loving way, and a lot of people just take this way, 
way out of proportion. They go crazy with it. Yeah, I think a lot of people like me as well. Also, I don't want to believe that it could be true in any way because you don't want to think that Mark Hamill, because Mark Hamill seems like one of those guys everyone just wants to be friends with. You don't want to think of him as actually having a grudge against the franchise or the creators or anything like that. You don't want it to be real. or You don't want to believe it's real. Or is that just me kind of hoping? No, I agree. Sorry, I'm eating brownie at the moment. Is it one of your wife's brownies? <laughs> it is. By the sounds of it, that stopped most people in their tracks as well. <laughs> Everything I've heard. I'm sorry. That's... R- Sorry, that's so rude of yeah, me. Just pl- just pl- we'll just plug that as well. I thought, I thought you were going to talk a bit longer. I, thought I was going to chance. I was like, oh, time to shove a brownie in my mouth. This is going to be the new segment. Is see when I can tell if Luke's eating and then throw over to him. <laughs> um, I, here's the tip. I've already had a few bites during the podcast. Oh, so if anyone if anyone can tell me when they can hear it, then gold, gold star for you. <laughs> Shout out to 27th Baking. We are all still waiting for our brownies worldwide, including me. I'm only around the corner, please. Um, <laughs> we also we asked hope. on Facebook whether people actually wanted Big Four together and would that have made for better movies. There was well over 100 comments all in. So thank you everybody for jumping on board this. Uh, so as a selection, because we'll be here all night, we had uh, Mario Junior Hernandez, Derek Anderson and Jared Judnick, amongst many, basically said they're glad the trilogy is about the new characters and not just rehashing or delivering a greatest hits tour. Uh, slash, it wasn't glad it wasn't just for fan service. It would have been good, but maybe not for the story. Which again, which I think is kind of where, where we fall on that side. I think. Bingo. Brown, yeah. Brownie all gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brownie's <laughs> gone. Brownie delicious. Oh man, you need a bit, brownie good. We need pictures of these brownies. Uh, we also had a uh, Arla- Ar- uh, sorry, Anna Carolina Gibbin and John John Rico. Happy with how it is. Happy with how it's turned out. Fair mm. enough. Not blunt to the point. Uh, but then. We had uh, Vincent Robert Ballerano, Johnny Racer, Chad Richard Smoley, Joseph Campbell, Alex Cameron, G Van here, Peter Jordan, Shane Fenton, Chevy Sloan, again, amongst many others, who said we should have had the big four slash five, including Chewie, back together. There was an awful lot of people in this, you know, 100 plus comments, a lot of people who wanted to see this. I mean, we've said we didn't. Can you see why people would want it, want them back? Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. It's it's almost like saying, can you see why, you know, we wanted Star Wars back? Yeah. Of course we want it back, you know, but um I can think of I can think of many analogies, some of them darker than others, but what I'm trying to say is that the people now, even in story, even in canon, people now are not necessarily who they are then. Yes. And and that's that's why the the tale of Luke Skywalker is so compelling, especially with his arc in The Last Jedi. Now Again, we've not seen the end of this Skywalker story, and I'm sure we're going to have a pivotal moment with Luke in in Episode Nine. Yep. There are there are reports that actually Mark Hamill has been in London shooting a lot, Ooh. not not just a little, <laughs> a lot. See, I but, I would like him know, to be in it a lot. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's see how how much that is actually true, but. Yeah, uh, that's what I would say, that, that people do change, and that's in real life. And that, Otherwise, it, you know, if everything is hunky-dory all the time, you know, that's not necessarily – that doesn't make for a good action story. No. You know, it wouldn't be called Star Wars. No, if there's no development, then there's no story, and it is just a rehash of what we know before. But he also had on Facebook, Brian Kuzik had a really good point in his comment. I'll read it out for you very quickly. As a lifelong fan, I absolutely would have loved to see the four of them on screen together with their legendary banter. 
I don't really see a case for why there shouldn't have been a scene like this here. It is of my honest opinion that people who throw around the let the past die mentality only thought this way after viewing and enjoying The Last Jedi. When millions of people saw the first episode 7 trailer, did anyone see the end when Han comes on screen and says Chewie we're home and says, ugh, not these guys again, I don't want to see these old geezers. I'd be willing to bet no one thought this and wanted nothing to do with the tr- original tra- trilogy characters. Yes, I would have loved to have seen a big four on screen again. Even if it was complete fan service, I would have loved every minute of it. And I think Brian's got a point there. Yeah. When we all saw, you know, Chewie, we're home. Nobody thought, oh no, they're rolling they're rolling this old um, schlock out again. Everyone lost their minds. And you know, the when we realised that Luke later, Han was coming back, that was what the a lot of the excitement for episode seven was built upon in those early stages. So... Brian has got a point that has this way of thinking only come about post The Last Jedi? I Yeah, I see his point. I think it's a really strong point. I think naturally my my, my common sense or not common mm. sense, that's bad. My, my, my first opinion, my first thought is is actually no, because again, we're putting I would rather a story and I think the fact that the, the the family is all divided up at the moment and whatnot, it, you know, it makes for a more compelling story. It's it's like like I said, it's a bit more Shakespearean, a bit more of a tragedy, yeah. and it drives narrative. It drives a decent story. Like Han Solo, firstly, had to die in the first one. Again, it comes down to practical reasons. Harrison Ford wanted his character to be killed off. He did. There are reports, there are cheeky, cheeky reports saying that Harrison Ford is going to return for nine in a flashback. And that is the furious rumour that I was uh, alluding to earlier on. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought as much. I thought that was what you were referring to. But, you know, let's see. I doubt it. I really doubt it. But will mm. there be a Luke and Leia moment in nine? I, I really think there could be. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I, I do know what you mean, though. You know, everyone wanted to see, you know, Han and um, and Chewie and all the gang back together again. You know, people were well up for that. But I think actually what we got instead was this uh, handing of the baton in a relay race to, yeah. to these new characters. You know, and that is what it is all about because we, we have had a story with Luke, Leia and Han in the original trilogy. That's not to say that they don't play a pivotal role in these films, because they do. They clearly do. But, yeah, I, I, I still think my first comment kind of remains, at what point is it their film, and at what point is it the new character's film? Yeah. You, you, do, you lean too much toward one, especially the old people. One, or, old people. <laughs> that sounds so you disrespectful, honestly. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, old, the, the older yeah, generation. Pensioners over there, yeah. trilogy, <laughs> The original trilogy generation, then it's, then it's not a new story. No, yeah, exactly. It's not a new story. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one. And I always think if you want to know how, look at the Old Republic or the um, Expanded Universe, not Old Republic, Expanded Universe stories. And, and actually – the reason you have things like a clone Palpatine, a clone Luke, and really, really naff storytelling <laughs> is is because there was this happier ending where the gang were all together straight after Return of the Jedi and there were these new threats and adventures and stuff. And some were cool, but a lot of it led to to ultimately bad, bad, bad storytelling and not handing over the baton to the to the next generation properly. You know, they always relied on this this uh, the original characters. Yeah. 
and and that I I really feel like that would have been one of the worst mistakes to to have done, especially seeing it on the big screen. You know, I, I yeah. Well, whilst yeah. Those, whilst the EU has been going for what. 15 20 years people have gravitated that they're the only stories that are around so i guess that's why a lot of people wanted to see it because that's all they've known is they had these stories which they obviously held dear and then disney lucasfilm was bought by disney who came along and scrapped the whole thing and i guess people's expectations and were already raised because of these pre-existing stories but it's interesting because instagram and facebook were both pretty much down split down the middle i think on facebook the majority of that plus 100 were for it like 55 to 45 were for it instagram it looked like there was half and half so it's been quite a divisive subject so mark hamill has certainly got people talking but i guess before we move on to session socials final comment i don't think it was a missed opportunity yes it would have been quite cool to see them for like a 20 second flashback just to see the gang back together yes yeah yeah what yeah. about you yeah. as a final one that yeah one? I'm 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 going to echo that, I, and I don't mean to sound um, too negative on this because I do think it would have been awesome. But again, it's it comes down to how it was executed, yep. and I think that would have been very very hard to to have pulled off because then you've got to explain how they would have split up, how it would have driven a story, and I really feel like we would have got a bad story. It would. I really been do feel like as that. Inspiring is what we have now. But hey, I'm not a filmmaker. I'm not a writer. So I'm sure someone could come up with something amazing. But there, there you go. That's that's my gut instincts. That's the word I should have used earlier. Gut my gut instinct. instinct. Well, well, he may not be a director and a filmmaker. He's a top man, though, and the creator of the Republic's Clone Army. So let's move on to Sesson's Socials, <laughs> the segment of the show where all we want to do is hear from you. We talk to you. We, we talk to us. We love all of you. So, Luke, let's begin. Socials, where are we at? What we got? Yeah, so on Instagram, again, we asked you guys, post-celebration, who was excited for Jedi Fallen Order? 95% of you said yes. 5% said no. Good guys. Yeah, we're all buzzing for Jedi Fallen Order. November, bring it on. The more I can't see wait. it, the more I'm actually leaning to... I thought I can't wait for it, but I wasn't overly so on the trailer. But the more I watch it, and the, and the more... I know, it's, I know it's just a rendered cutscene, but it looks so good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- totally agree, mate. Can't wait for it. But we also asked whether you guys were pumped for The Mandalorian. And get this, 100% said yes. And it wasn't just four or five people answering <laughs> this. 100% were pumped. Nobody was just like, meh, I'll pass. Everybody is pumped for The Mandalorian. I asked the same question on Twitter. Everybody's pumped for The Mandalorian. So expectations high. So no pressure, John Favreau and the gang. Yeah, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And also, guys, stay tuned. We're going to be doing a Mandalorian episode in the coming weeks. Yep. So uh, keep keep your eyes out on for that. Um, we also asked you guys on Instagram again what you thought the upcoming Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson trilogies were going to be about. So firstly, we got the lovely Ant Shop first. He said Ryan Johnson's trilogy will be something new. He also thinks Benioff and Weiss's trilogy will be Knights of the Old Republic. We're going to have a common theme here Um, because McNamara Jedi comes and uh, says uh, something similar. Benioff and Weiss has to be the Old Republic, surely. As for Ryan, I'm thinking something set during the original trilogy, but well away from the main conflict. 
something similar to the first Aftermath book in terms of story, mm. not timeline placement. Very interesting. I've not heard that yet. I see what That's you a really original idea. It is, because the Aftermath, the first book in that trilogy, dealt with characters who weren't part of it. It was set just after Return of the Jedi, so I get what he means by not timeline placement. But it, it focused on smaller conflicts, but without established characters, but still within the same kind of galactic part, part, sorry, part of the galaxy. So I could see it being Good something job. like that, yeah. Yeah, so then Mark, the lovely Mark A. Whirling, or Verling, um, <laughs> said, zero chance Ryan makes more movies for Star Wars. Disney is saving face by not pulling the plug on him now. Zero chance he makes another film, much less a full trilogy. And we're not finished with that I, of thinking either. No, 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 no. It's it's funny because I'm pretty sure they Lucasfilm have confirmed that they're still going along with Ryan's trilogy, and I'm pretty sure that's on a Star Wars show not that long ago. Kathy said it, and she also mentioned obviously the Benioff and Weiss were still going there. She mentioned Ryan's still there. Ryan Johnson himself said once Knives Out, the film, his upcoming film in November, once the marketing and promos done for that and the film's out, he's getting on board the Falcon again and going back to the galaxy. Yeah, and I think. Um... I actually think Lucasfilm won. It would probably be in their interests to at least let Ryan write his trilogy, and you, you know they don't want to be seen as being bullied by by yeah. what what really is a minority of the fandom. It is. I think he's directing you know, the, the first Jedi... one at least. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. I think Mark. If if you have a link to anything like that, you know, please ping it to us. We'd love to see it. But I'm I'm not 100% sure if that is accurate. But, you know, let's see. You, you, we've had many people comment on our podcast who've got things spot on. <coughs> Cough, Kelly Hoston predicting Palpatine <laughs> yes. would be in episode nine trailer. We never we didn't right. think that. So next up, we've got the, the underscore Slayer says, I want to say Old Republic, but I'd rather have both trilogies be 100% completely new and different from anything we've well, seen before i yeah i like the sound of that why not why not have something fresh and new? I, I i really i think there will be a trilogy set in a distant future about the legacy of the skywalkers and and whatnot um like in in star wars universe if that makes yeah. sense so it'll be like a few hundred or a thousand years after the events of the rise of skywalker so episode nine and they're living as in 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 um retrospect to what happened during that during that time that'd be quite cool yeah. but let's see uh star wars poetry says i'm guessing crate dragons i think that's alluding to benioff and weiss in the game of thrones and the dragons on that on that particular right. tv show so uh they could be doing it about crate dragons I mean, it's 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 possible, as Mark Hamill once said, it's possible. <laughs> um, locking underscore around said they already revealed Ryan's was scrapped. Link provided for Star Wars only YouTube bid from August 2018. Uh, Benioff and Weiss, I believe, are working on something unique. It will not be Knights of the Old Republic, but it will be Old Republic and have Dark Jedi. I believe it also might involve Yoda, as leaks suggest it will only be set centuries. So a few hundred years before the known timeline and not thousands of years. That's really interesting. Again, about the Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic era, it would actually be pretty cool to see a young Yoda, to be honest, to, to see them linking it, um, even even if it's kind of in the background. But again, we've, we've got this thing about Ryan's trilogy being scrapped. 
And again, I know he's provided a link from a YouTube video in August 2018, but again, since then, Lucasfilm, Kathy, Star Wars Show, StarWars.com have said, no, Ryan's trilogy is going ahead. Right. Am I going mental? No, or is that it, right? it definitely happened. I, I did. I checked out the YouTube link because um, we did obviously say, if you've got a link, send it over so we can have a look. So we had a listen, had a look, and the video itself was kind of sketchy, even kind of saying itself was, it hasn't actually been confirmed, but insiders yeah. say, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, since then, what did, we're now, what, 10 months since um, on from then, eight months since from then, uh, it's pretty much been confirmed that it's going ahead still. Unless the rise of Skywalker yeah. bombs, I don't think anything, I don't think anything's yeah. going to stop it. Yeah. And um, finally, we've got Joe, Joe Caster, who, uh, who says, I'd love for either to be set way in the future. That way, anything is possible. You said yeah. that, didn't you? I, I, I echo that. I really, th- I think Ryan's trilogy is going to be about that. And the re- one of the reasons I say that is because the little boy, I, I, listen, boy. I know that. I know he would probably buy Ryan's trilogy from what I've said. If it's based a thousand years in the future, that little boy would, you know, have passed away by then in the Star Wars universe. But I think that the end of The Last Jedi, you know, ending with the future generation, the next generation of Force users, Jedi, whatever, I think that kind of hints at where Ryan's mind is at, and that's the future. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to end on that thought. But, yeah, there we go. There are Instagram socials. Thank Matt, you guys. what did we get on the Twitterverse? On the, in the Twitterverse, we had My Star Wars Life Debt Podcast. Good show, guys. I think Ryan will do a trilogy about the Prime Jedi and the formation of the OG Jedi Order, leading to the separation which caused the, thith, the Sith and Jedi conflict. Benioff and Weiss will do a Knights of the Old Republic era trilogy, but as a reboot of that era and not following the legend story. So... We are mm. thinking Ryan's going to go way back to year zero and have the prime Jedi, which speculation about the last Jedi, people thought that was Snoke. So basically the first Jedi they think Ryan's going to do and Benny Alpha Weiss are coming back thousands and millions of years later with the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, Ryan, prime Jedi, yes, no? I think it's cool. I'm still, I still lean toward the future. I think the Prime Jedi, if, if Benioff and Weiss are doing are, are looking back, I think Ryan's going to be looking forward, not both looking back. I, and, and the only reason I say that is because I think it might confuse audiences. Yeah, that, that's, that's my thoughts. Very, very cool, though. Very, very original. It'll expand yeah, the galaxy as well, because you'll have, you'll have the saga that we know now, then we'd have something set in the other public, like hundreds or thousands of years before, and then something set hundreds or thousands of years afterwards. So we'd suddenly have, rather than this galactic timeline being sort of 60 years, it'd be sort of 6,000 years, which would be awesome. Wow. And how much could you fill in there? Uh, we also had CJ, at CJ Bryan, 1989, just said, Benny from Mice, Old Republic. There's the link. Ryan Johnson, the new Jedi Order, which is similar to what you've just been mm. saying now. Yep, yep. I, 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 echo, I echo both of those. Spawn, Brian. You the man. Top man, CJ. Uh, Alderanian Rose. We're going back to the old days. At least I hope so. Lots of lightsabers, please. Well, if we're setting the Old Republic, <laughs> we're going to get a lot of lightsabers if they have any kind of thread or link to the pre-existing stories. Ryan Johnson might be going back to the old days. He might be going pre-Phantom Menace, but I... I'm starting to now think we're going, you know, post the Rise of Skywalker in the future like Luke. Uh, our boy, top man, Sir Anthony, a royal farm boy, said they're plainly going to be what all next Star Wars stories are. Something we ain't yet been told. 
Uh, Anthony Zamalek says it like it is. What a lad. Classic Ant. Classic Ant. Now two which are... And these, these are deep cuts. These, these got me thinking, these last two, that we may have cracked the code. First up, Eric McGilvery, The Adventures of Luke's Lost Hand. Mm, we, they're good. Could we get that? And the last one was The Mandalorian Watch, Wars in the Stars. Pack up, guys, we're done. <laughs> what a lad. Some of those could have been in the Palpatine series as well. So we, everyone and their nan almost thinks we're going to get Old Republic from Benioff and Weiss. Is that yeah. just because of the Game of Thrones link? Absolutely. As for Ryan Johnson, well, some people think he's not going to be anywhere near the films. Others think he's going to be in the past. Some think the future. Nobody knows what Ryan's going to be doing, but i uh, that's what excites me, that we don't know what's coming. So thank you, Twitter and Instagram, for that. But listen, we're not done. We're not done with you guys. When will we, we ever be done with you guys? As per, you guys are the best listeners and the best Star Wars fans we have out there. And you sent in voice messages for us to play and discuss. So thank you each and every one of you. First up is Katie on Twitter. At Katie, with three E's, uh, one, two, zero. What's up, guys? Uh, now, what would I like to see from a David Benioff and David Weiss trilogy? I would like to see something KOTOR-related, which is what a lot of people are saying. So in the, you know, in that Old Republic era, the only outlet of information we've had for that era, or from that era, sorry, is books and games. So there's a whole heap of knowledge i think we could learn about that era through film so that would be pretty interesting and ryan johnson i'm not too sure what i would like i mean we've we haven't heard any details about that at all and i would kind of like to see something like the book twilight company like just following a group of rebels or soldiers or you know even clones from like the clone war era all these different dynamics bouncing off one another would be pretty cool i'm kind of i'm a big fan of rebels and mainly and one of the biggest things i liked about rebels was the different chemistries between characters all the dynamics that would bounce off one another uh, i'm not sure that's probably going to happen because i feel like we're going to have to see some jedi or we're going to have to see some sith or some lightsaber action things like that but that's kind of what that's what i would like to see so yeah thanks again and keep up the great work thank you katie uh yeah Benioff and Weiss, something Knights of the Old Republic related, which is what a lot of people are saying. I agree. But this is what I liked. When she mentioned Ryan's trilogy, could be something like Twilight Company, which is another novel, which that followed yeah. basically just a group of soldiers, like a band of brothers type thing. And it was the boots on the like, like Rogue One type story, that kind of feel to it. And I, mm. my ear was bent by that. Yeah, very cool. Really original idea. I like it. And Ryan Johnson is obviously an original or, or, or alternative storyteller. You you can tell that. So, yeah, that really plausible. I loved it. Really cool idea, Katie. Yep. And obviously, she, she then kind of caveated that by saying, none of that's probably going to happen because we're going <laughs> to see Jedi and Sith or lightsabers somewhere. And I, I, think, I think you're right there. There's going to be lightsaber wielding goodies or baddies. But I don't think Ryan's going to bow to the criticisms of The Last Jedi. I think he's going to give us something a bit different. And hopefully Lucasfilm feel the same. But yeah, give me a Band of Brothers Twilight Company trilogy any day of the week. For sure, for sure. Now, rumour has it where there are Jedi and where there are Sith and where there is lightsaber action, a rural farm boy on Twitter is (laughs) nearby. Ant, let's hear what you've got to say, mate. I'll do, Matt. Luke. It's Anthony, Royal Farm Boy in that Twitterverse. So coming up here a couple of years, folks is talking about a set of stories that we're going to be told. And they'll be told by Dave Benioff and Dan Weiss. And I have folks is running all around, different thoughts and ideas. 
what they think it might be. Maybe you're wondering what I think they might be. Well, speculation games not something I really dabble in. So conversations tend to be about things in speculation that you ask me that will end up likely being pretty short conversation. For me, I wait to see what Lucasfilm has to tell us what a story is going to be, and then I go with that. Because very likely, a great many things that our grand fandom comes up with is nearly never on the money. And that's why I don't go speculate it. That way I can't be wrong. That's just me. Then there's some other silliness going on that I, I'm paid but a moment's attention to, and that's some things that folks is taking around that Mark Hamill's been posting up and saying. And I go and read it, and maybe what some other folks says about it, and I don't know whether he's teasing or whether that's his honest feeling, because there's too many other fun things going on in our fandom to go and get on. So I don't really have a comment one way or the other about what that might mean. It don't get directly affect me. That's just my thoughts. But I'll look forward to hearing what maybe Yins thinks about it. Just don't latch on to it too tight. Because like I said, there's so many other fun things going on in our fandom to get along with other fans and go in and do. So I'll see what you got to say about it on your show coming up. Till then, fellas, may the force be with you. See you on the radio. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for yet another fire, fire voicemail. Thank you so much, Ant. We we really love every message you send us, mate. Um, yeah, no. So so I, I know you you look at things in in really a lovely way. You're you're really a great example of awesome Star Wars fandom. But for the next year or two, there's gonna be a lot of speculation. <laughs> Because we have no idea where this is all going to be going. Yeah, it, although you you are right, a lot of theories that they're, they're never um, on the money. Listen, some, some of them are, some of them are, and plus, it's fun. It's good fun. But nevertheless, it's it, it, you know, let us read out for you all the ridiculous <laughs> theories like we did earlier, and you can decide for yourself which ones are stupid and which ones aren't stupid. Um, Likewise, with the Mark Hamill comment, you know, or the uh, the Mark Hamill tweet, you can only take away, you know, a certain amount. Re- really, you need to sit and think about it yourself. And at the end of the day, it ain't that serious. You know, it's Star Wars. We're all here to have fun and to have fun together. You know, this podcast, it's all about having a laugh. You know, we're not taking it too seriously. It's a podcast for everyone. Um, and, and Mark Hamill means well. He's a good guy. He's not a nasty guy. And he doesn't side with all nasty people who are trying to m- imply that Star Wars is, you know, a new breed of extreme communism or whatever. <laughs> you know, both sides have crazy ideas. It ain't that deep. It ain't that deep. Harrison Ford once sent, uh, I think it was Mark Hamill or something in the, filming the original Star Wars, right? Uh, there's a scene where where obviously they're in the trash compactor and everyone's hair gets wet or Mark Hamill's uh, hair gets wet. And the next scene, Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker's hair is fine. And he's going, you know, shouldn't my hair be be uh, dry? And Mark um, Harrison Ford says to him, look, kid. It's not that kind of film. You know, it's true. It's fake and it's, it's in true. space, as they don't, say. Don't don't take it that seriously. You know, we're all we're all here to have some fun. Um, but anyway, 
please, please send in more messages to us. Um, and we, we, we love, <laughs> love your messages. They, they make our day. Thank you so much, and, mate. You're and such you're a nice right guy. As well. Some of the theories from fandom are just downright ludicrous, bordering on fan lust. But I will say they are an awful lot of fun to read, even if, even though they are, you know, patently ridiculous. They're a lot of fun to read. So, Anthony, thank you once again, good sir. And I know you don't like being called sir because that's too British, but thank you, sir, Anthony, for <laughs> sending that in. Uh, next up, Samuel Allen um, at gmastergmalek08 on Twitter. He sent in this question for us. Hey guys, that is Star Wars Sessions podcast. It's a uh, Gmaster Gmalek08 here. First of all, I'd like to thank uh, Matt and uh, Luke for inviting me on here to um, ask a question on this episode. Keep up the great episode, guys. Um, Okay, my question is, will Lando and Leia have a catch-up scene in the Rise of the Skywalker? That's it. All right. May the Force be with you. Bye. And that was a... That's a very good question. It actually relates to the show we're talking about, the the reunion. So thank you so much for that, Samuel, and that uh, that golden Irish accent as well. Will Lando and Leia have a catch-up scene in The Rise of Skywalker? I'd like to think they will. Firstly, as a way of appeasing fans who wanted them to have a big reunion. But more importantly, Heroes of the Rebellion not reconvening to plot how to bring down the First Order. Not to mention the bond between Lando, Lando Han, Leia and Ben solo because the books especially last shot and a little interlude in aftermath empire's end dive into the relationship between lando and ben solo so there's that pre-existing story which is out there as well i'm not saying lando's gonna have anything to do with any kind of ben demption or kylo coming back to the light but i'd like to see <laughs> something with leia and lando but it just comes down to whether or not they have the footage of carrie that's it. Peace, carrie that's but it i would that's in it. an ideal world Yes, I would like to see that, but what did, what did you think when you heard this? Yeah, it, it, mate, of course I'd love to see it. Of course I'd love to see it. Just like I'd like to see a reunion of all the four, despite what I've been saying and the logic I've been using, you know, the in, in episode nine, it would be wicked to have all four back together, you know, if it's right, if it fits the story. Uh, but we have to be practical. We have to be practical Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. I feel like such a bad guy because I feel like um, I'm like brutal, but I don't see how it was done. I really don't see how how it, they would have filmed it. I don't know if Billy D. Williams was meant to be in a scene in episode eight. I doubt it. I don't think he was. I don't, I don't think he was think meant he was, to be no. in episode seven. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, mate, it's a long shot. I'd love to see it, but it's a real long shot. Good question, though, Samuel. Thank you. Keep again. Keep sending them in and. Uh... Good work on the cantina. Also, uh, we have one more. Who do we have? Oh, we have our good friend, Ant Shot First. Now, Ant has been the messaging us every now and then, and uh, he's an absolute gentleman. He about? is a fellow British guy. So let's see what Ant's got to say to us. Hey, Martin Luke, just got a question for you guys to give your thoughts on the pod. It's something I briefly touched on with you before when we were messaging, but I think we might have some new additional information on this to shed some light either way. There's been a lot of people talking online about the assumption that JJ didn't like where Ryan Johnson had taken episode eight and that he might be looking to undercut or retcon a lot of the decisions that were made in that film. Do you guys think that they're on good terms as far as the narrative through line goes from Force Awakens to Last Jedi and now Rise of Skywalker? Do you think they've been communicating the whole time? And do you think that JJ Abrams has now got a pretty impossible act to please 
fans and detractors of episode eight, let me know what you guys think. What a voice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Adam. This is awesome to actually hear your voice, mate. Thank you so much for sending us in some stuff. Um, yeah, I think your point about JJ not necessarily liking or, or complying with with Ryan's storytelling and, and some plot points Ryan made, I'll be, I'll be dead honest with you, mate. I do think it's rumours. I'm going to say that first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Matt, do do you follow me on this one? Am I being a bit too harsh or No, I think I think they're on good terms. I do think I think JJ would have would have liked Ryan to do maybe certain other things with characters in The Last Jedi. He was a producer mm. on that film, but JJ's always said that's Ryan's film, he can do whatever he wants. But I have a very sneaky feeling that in private, JJ would have liked certain things to be a little bit different, but I don't think there's any kind of bad feelings between them. I can't see that at all. Yeah. I don't think so, no. Yeah. I Who knows, I but I don't I'm, think so. I think I've mentioned it on a couple of shows before, uh, this one, where we where we discussed that Ryan Johnson, when he was starting uh episode um eight, obviously the Force Awakens was was just kind of wrapping up and and um and and you know getting ready for post production and stuff and actually Ryan requested some changes mm-hmm. to the film from JJ Abrams now let's see if any of that happened the other way around with with Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams point, yeah. in episode in episode 8 now Lucasfilm aren't going to come out and say that they're not going to come out and say that but hey let's see we 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 don't know now you know correct me if i'm wrong cuz Maybe I've got the timings a little bit mixed up there because obviously there was complication with Colin Trevorrow um, writing uh, Nine originally and J.J. Abrams came in and replaced him. So, But I'm pretty sure it, it does tie up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I, I actually don't think I, – I can imagine J.J. actually appreciates The Last Jedi. The reason I say that is because, A, it gives him a blank slate to play mm-hmm. with, and that's super fun, and J.J. Abrams – still has a lot of his mystery boxes to play with <laughs> and a lot of his own characters to develop and, and play with. Um, but also, also, I feel like a lot of filmmakers and a lot of people, you know, that, that really like film really appreciate what Ryan Johnson made. Absolutely. With The Last Jedi. And the reason for that is, you you know, look at the what the critics said about The Last Jedi. You know, a lot of Star Wars fans weren't necessarily happy with it. I was happy with it. And I know millions of Star Wars fans that were. I think the majority of people were. But look at what film people have to say to it. Critics, producers, directors, they praise it. And that's because it took bold decisions. It took the film and the franchise into bold directions, you know, and and that's something people admire Ryan for. And I think that is another reason why we're going to get a Ryan Johnson trilogy. The dude isn't afraid to mix things up. Yeah, you've got to love those film critics, good guys. I know their stuff, all of them, <laughs> especially me. Um, yeah, yeah, I, especially that geezer called Matt yes, from Brentwood. I gave it a, a fresh on RT, so I, I liked it. But yeah, I agree. It was a what a gangster. It was for the filmmakers, but yeah, it, was, it was also the biggest selling Blu-ray slash digital download of that year. So people uh, out, out selling Infinity War and everything else. People did like the Last Jedi. The, the mm. question I liked from Ant was the last one. And I think this is a bit harder to answer. Has JJ got a basically impossible job of pleasing the fans and the detractors from The Last Jedi? Oh, 
I think he has. If you, dude, it's an impossible job yeah. to make a Star Wars film that everyone's going to like. George George Lucas said that Look, Star Wars fans you know I mean? hate Star Wars is what as the old phrase goes. But and 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 this ain't this ain't been since the Phantom Menace. This has been since the Empire mm-hmm, Strikes yeah, yeah. Back. When when Empire came out, people weren't sure on it. People didn't like it. They were like, "Oh, it's too different. It's too depressing, or it's too you know, if, or the the Luke and Han, uh, or the Leia and Lan." Oh, I'm getting all my words mixed up. Leia, <laughs> Leia and Han, that moment where I love you, I know. People thought, oh, that's crass and horrible. What any what idiot would do that? You know, you're not going to please everyone. You're never, ever going to please everyone, especially with a franchise like Star Wars, because Star Wars is a story where people get so into yeah. it. People love it. It becomes their life, it becomes their go-to fairy tale, their go-to mythology. Fairy tales are right? yeah. So it, it's, it's super hard to please everyone. However, what I will say is, is the rise of Skywalker. How many people online, on YouTube, on, on forums, right, on the internet, on, on whatever, on, on social media are saying, mate, weren't a fan of The Last Jedi, but this... I've seen this. this. I've seen that quite a lot, actually, and I mean that. There is a lot of people saying, "Well, even begrudging, well, I'll, I'll check it out because it looks, you know, a bit different or a bit more like TFA, blah blah." There's a lot of people coming who, and this, but I think I've said it before. Most people who say they're not going to watch it are going to watch it. I think because it's Star Wars, isn't it? It's, it's sure. the end of the saga. For sure. People are going to watch it. I, I think he's got a hard job because if if he delivers, if JJ delivers the ultimate fan service party. Which happens also to be a good movie, he'll be slaughtered for appealing to the fans too much. If he doesn't deliver on certain things that people want, he'll be slammed for not giving the fans what they want. So it's and like like I said, there's a famous phrase that Star Wars fans hate Star Wars, and at times maybe it's true, but I think that comes from a place of love at times as well because we love it so yeah. much that there will be times when yeah. you, the beacon of positivity, might look at something and think, ah, or me too will think, ah. Oh. I wish we could have actually gone this direction. It's just natural, but it's because we want what's best, sure. mostly for most people. But the key is, I think the key is sure. not going in with too many preconceived ideas of what you want. And, to, and as our rural farm boy would say, just see what JJ and the team give us. That's the best way to do it. And I, th- I think he'll give us something satisfying. You won't please everybody. Endgames has come yeah. out. It isn't pleasing and... everybody, but it's pleasing the people that matters, the fans. Yeah, and... Do you know what? Just just to comment on that, and I think just to kind of conclude mm-hmm. that from from my perspective is is that you know Star Wars isn't perfect. You know the Phantom Menace it definitely ain't perfect. Uh, Clones ain't perfect. Revenge of the Sith ain't perfect. And you know you get the idea, but you love it. Yeah, I love it. Matt loves it. The people, if the chances are, if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast in the middle of your day, you probably like Star <laughs> Wars too. And you know, it's like, you know, I don't mean to be sad, but you might love cars, right? Um, I know my brother, for example, he really loves cars, but it don't mean he's not ever going to get irritated by it or annoyed exactly, yeah. by cars or something might go wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's still don't, you don't give up on cars or you don't give up on a certain brand of car. Do you know what I mean? If that's his favorite. Yeah. And I think that's actually one thing you have to admire about, uh, about our friends over at Marvel, right? Because Let's be honest, they've had a lot, a lot of rubbish films, right? The MCU, you got you, I respect it, but there's a lot of boring, 
same old repeating stories and stuff like that, but they tolerate it in a, in a lot more of a respectable way than what mm-hmm. Star Wars fans do. Star Wars fans, right? They take it and they, they make it, they blow it out of proportion. But you've got to remember, Star Wars is a relevant mythology of, of modern day, right? It's real important to, to youngsters and, and to geeks and to grown men and everyone, right? Everyone. People love this franchise. They love this story. They get super invested into it. But Marvel does too. Marvel does too. And it's definitely, definitely something we can take out of their their book. And I feel like because their fans are so on board with with their stories, even the bad ones, you know, they they, they can afford to take more risks. Yeah. Does that make it sense? It does. And at times they don't take many risks, but, you know, money talks. You, you do what works. And uh, Marvel, the MC have done a very good job. Um, I'll just touch on that very quickly. The MC, MC does a very good job of satisfying its fans, giving them what they want, whilst also every now and then taking the story in new ways. And they also there are also movies. It's, it's a twenty-two film universe. There, not everything's going to be very good. But you know, Star Wars. Star mm. Wars is nine going to be a nine-film saga. Original characters. This is to me, like you say, this is my kind of. This is what I gravitate. This is my mythology. This is my fairy tale. And I don't like everything in Star Wars. We, me and Luke, are positive people. We love Star Wars. We love all Star Wars. But there are some things we don't like. I don't like Jedi rocks in Return of the Jedi. There's certain parts of Star Wars Rebels I don't particularly yeah. enjoy, but I love Star Wars and I keep going back to them. In fact, I'm going to watch Jedi after this and I'm going to watch that scene and I'm going to tolerate it. But <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It's that a lot of the time it comes from a place of love because we all love it so much that sometimes you know people go fast, way too far. But at the end right, of the day, and they're like, "This isn't yeah, my at Star the end Wars. of the day, it's because canon. it's what they grew up with and it's what they loved through their life." And that's in on one hand that's respectable, that's admirable, right? But on on the other hand, it can get so annoying. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed Star Wars Rebels. I really enjoyed that. And in season three, I think it's at the end, the, the final episode of season three. The um, what's the word? The the people that jump, that hunt inquisitors. Thank you. Their lightsabers that spin. I, I think that's stupid. The helicopter. Thing, I think yeah. that's stupid. Sabercopters. Dude, you read my mind. As soon as those guys start using their lightsabers as little helicopters, I was thinking, what is this? What is this atrocity? It's so stupid. But I, I didn't just write off Star Wars you Rebels. Yeah. You carried on watching it. You don't just go, well, that's not canon. If Luke Skywalker was in that crate, I'd think a bit differently. But... And, mate, I'm telling you... It, we we have not got anything as bad and as corny as the Yuuzhan Vong Thank from goodness. Star Wars Legends, from the Star Wars Expanded uh, Universe from back in the day, right? That was cringy as hell. Chewbacca dying from a moon <laughs> crashing into him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Mate, right now we are living in, in such a good time to be – a Star Wars fan, exactly. We, Such good Jedi times. Jedi, so, Order, Mandalorian. Think, we still got, but we still got plenty of time for those cringy, corny stories to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's going to be good stories. There's going to be bad stories. But Ant, mate, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Yeah, and thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ant. Thank you, everybody, for your continued support. Messages, voice messages, emails, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter comments. Thank you for taking the time out of day to talk to a couple of geezers from Essex who love Star Wars. Do keep it up because we love hearing from you and believe me when we say we really do appreciate your support but 
We're going to move on now to the final main segment. And it's a good, it's a good one. It's Canon Character Spotlight. Where me and Luke, we are handed a random character from Canon. And when I say random, I genuinely mean random. Um, character from Canon. So it could be the bartender in some comic years ago. Or it could be Emperor Palpatine himself. So, Luke, who have you got this week? Right, I have Karras. Karras. Uh, a grand male politician who served as a senator of the Galactic Republic during the Clone Wars. When Count Dooku, leader of the Confederacy of Independent Systems, was captured by the pirate Hondo Onaka and his gang, Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine sent Senator Karras, along with junior representative our boy Jar Jar Binks, and several clone shock troopers of the Coruscant Guard to deliver the ransom money to Onaka's base on Florum. However, Karras was killed along with two clone pilots when his new class transport crashed on the planet's surface. He was buried near the crash site by Binks and the surviving clone troopers who continued the mission in the late senator's stead. Notable appearances, the Clone Wars film and series. Very nice of you, Binks, to have done that. And, uh, rest in yeah, peace, that's Karras. sweet. Yeah, no, no, my guy didn't uh, get slain by Vader. Uh, well, let's see if mine does. I haven't read it fully yet. So I've got Watt Tambor, who was a male Skakoan, obviously, who was the foreman of the Techno Union, an executive of Bactoid Armour Workshop, and had a seat on a Separatist Council during the Clone Wars. After defying orders to abandon Ryloth, when the tide of battle turned against the Separatists, Tambor was left behind and captured by the Republic. He was imprisoned on Coruscant before being li- liberated later on in the conflict. As the Clone Wars escalated, Watts Tambor took an interest in the captive ARC Trooper CT-1409, who had been captured during a battle uh, and presumed dead. Tambor kept the unconscious trooper in a stasis chamber and managed to extract information from his mind about a strategy algorithm devised by Clone Captain CT-7567. Tambor sold the information to Admiral Trench, who used it to great effect during a campaign to invade the Republic world of Anaxis. Tambor's dealings with the Separatists were exposed by a Republic infiltration team consisting, consisting of Rex, Clone Force 99, and the Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker. During the final days of the Clone War, Watt Tambor and the rest of the Separatist Council, oh dear, relocated from the planet Utapau to Mustafar, where they were slaughtered by Darth Vader. Yay! <laughs> Notable yes. appearances, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, the, sl- the Clone Wars series and the end of like, Darth Vader's <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> oh, mate. What Tambor um, slaughtered uh, by Darth Vader? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it really is mental, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, what when we get all these stories about what happened in and between the sequel trilogy, who's going to be the guy killing everyone? We need a new Darth who's just going to give us right? clone character spotlight. Someone, a murderer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, what oh, you did yourself, but... As soon as I saw it, they were relocated to Mustafar. I thought, I know exactly where this is going. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> at least Karis got away with it, hey? Oh, quality. I love, I love that. That is the fun element of the, of the show, other than the Yes No game. That is the cool element which we like doing because invariably it invents of somebody being uh, <laughs> decimated by Darth. Uh, but to end, uh, we got a poem from the Poet Laureate of the show, Star Wars Poetry, a guy called Curtis Smith who's kindly offered to send us Star Wars limericks and they're very very good so parallel of the show this one is called Definite Maybe and in the spirit of talking about uh, original trilogy characters getting back together here it is 
definite maybe. It's time for the Jedi to end. Is that right, Master Yoda, my friend? You burned down my tree and you cackled at me. Maybe Ray could continue our trend. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Awesome. Thank you, Curtis. I, I love me a good limerick. And are you a limerick fan, Master Plywalker? Ah, oh, beautiful. I'm Tears, mate. <laughs> tears going down my face right now. Thank it's you so much. I know you've got one, one lined up for the Mandalorian, which I'm already excited for. But no, brilliant. I love it. I love it. Keep them coming. Thank you so much to Star Wars Poetry. Do check out the links there and the work he does daily. But Master Blypho Diaz, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. Thank you so much again to my Jedi Master, the co-host. But next week's going to be a slightly different show. And why would that be? Mate, I'm sunning it up in Barcelona, Barcelona. Spain, or, or Catalonia, whatever your stance on that whole topic is. We're not going to go into That's it. Anyway, podcast, I'm going to be where it's... Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be where the sun is shining. But I might be leaving you guys a treat. We'll see. Yes, Luke would rather get his head in some sangria and some paella than talk Star Wars with me. I'm deeply hurt, but he. Did, but there may be something. No one's ever really gone. He's Luke may be back next week in some kind of force projection from Catalonia. But the fun doesn't end there. Where can the world find us online, Master Blywalker? Well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session. That's with no S at the end, at Star Wars Session on Twitter. Uh, they can also slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram, at Star Wars Sessions, one word, Star Wars Sessions. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or message or email, whatever, to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And we're also on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever your jam is. And everywhere in this galaxy you can find a podcast. And if you love our show, please leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts. Again, it's not us begging. It just really helps the show get out there more and lets more people enjoy it like you guys do as well. So uh, it helps us more than you know. Yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, tell your mates, tell everyone. The more, the merrier. So get your galactic grandmas on board. This is the podcast you're looking for. But sadly, until next time from me, it's see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you. <sighs> Always. Kanja Club.